We're live on YouTube, Twitter, Rumble, waiting for the red light on Rockfin. Ian Cavell joining me today. Thank you, Ian. Hope your hey. Thanksgiving week is going great. I'm grateful and I'm thankful for you being here today right now. Well, I'm thankful to be here. Um, thank you for having me. Always. We are now live on Rockfin as well. Let's get this party started here. Creepy Joe or no, military begs unvaxxed to come back and... Pierce Morgan's saucy debate. This is Propaganda Report's Drive Time News Blast. I am Brad Binkley, here with Ian Koval. So there was uh, this effort that we know where they're trying to keep Trump off of the ballots at the state level with all these. You've seen some of these stories, right, these court cases. Well, there was some big news after a judge determined – this is a judge in Colorado, obviously – determined – that Trump committed insurrection, and I'm going to let Stephen Colbert. Oh, thank God he's present got it to you. I'm so glad he's got something to say about this. He did. He he had something to say, and oh, thankfully now he I know how feels to feel. strongly about what it is that he's saying. Here he is. I don't know. I think I exported the video wrong. That's why it's a tiny screen there. But uh, <laughs> he doesn't deserve a bigger. He doesn't screen deserve that. a big screen. You're right. Yeah. Oh, here's someone who might want to slip that? into a. Mm -hmm. Okay. Turkey suit to get pardoned, Donald Trump. <laughs> you see, he is the subject of lawsuits all across the country trying to keep him off the ballot for violating the 14th Amendment's ban on public officials who engaged in an insurrection. Well, on Friday, ladies and gentlemen, we got the ruling we've all been waiting for. A Colorado judge ruled yesterday that President Trump, quote, engaged in an insurrection on January 6th, becoming the first judge to do so. So see here how excited he now he's setting up to tell what the rest of the story was there, but just the excitement level in the room, you can feel that, right? He's drinking what is that, a fruity drink, like a margarita on the beach, because game set match. God, how many times is it gonna be game set match with this crowd? It's always game set match it's at least once or twice a week. Match. Yeah. Now he reveals the rest of the to him depressing story now. Cabo, baby. What's that? I'm sorry, I'm being told there's more to that news report. But she will allow him to remain on the state's primary ballot. Now he's drinking whiskey. Because it's a depressing time. Welcome back, old friend. <laughs> Don't go far with that. So here's, here's what went down in Colorado. Even though the Constitution bars anyone who engaged in an insurrection from the holding... Yeah, here we go again. Here we go again with this. So I love that he... At, this is where Leighton... This is what the Tonight Show late night... with You know, what Letterman has more... What Letterman created, what this has evolved into, right? Is... This dipshit, who's supposed to just be doing a comedy show, light comedy, interview some celebrities, have on a monkey or two, just some light stuff, okay? Now he's like, oh, now I'm going to break down for you, America, the reason why you all came here, 
my analysis on what's going on with Donald Trump. Go fuck yourself, Stephen Colbert. Go fuck yourself right up your fucking butthole. Right. I mean, that's something that he would probably enjoy doing. With the way he was drinking that straw out of that fruity glass there. I wonder what happens if you show up to his audience wearing not even a MAGA shirt or anything like that. Maybe you have the Republican animal. Which one is the Republican animal? It's like an, an elephant. elephant. Yeah, the, maybe you have that on your shirt. Do they, will they kill you if you go to his show in that? Because there's clearly no room for disagreement. Whenever the audience doesn't cheer loudly enough about some of his premises and, I guess, punchlines, if you want to call them that, he kind of shames them. And, oh, we have a lot of Donald Trump fans here in the back? Because they didn't laugh hard enough at his convoluted joke. I have, like, he is exactly like so many friends of mine who, I just want the whole thing to be maybe, maybe 10 years from now we can be friends again. But I can't spend any time with them because they just won't stop talking about this. It, it, it is, it consumes their life, it gives them purpose. I don't have a problem, really, usually, with people like that, they have a problem with me because they see me as an extremist. Well, and I feel like very often, like I was at dinner recently with some people that I, you know, was meeting for the first time. And, you know, one of the, one of the people just like shot off something about how stupid Donald Trump is. And I was like, you know, like right now I have a choice, (laughs) right? You I could continue this. Is that what you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You can get up and walk out of the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I, I could. Or I could just be polite and go, obviously I'm dealing with someone who has nothing else to do but talk about politics at yep. a dinner with strangers, right? Not all of us were strangers, but half of us were, right? And why would you just bring that up? Something like that. Why would you, you know... Silence is violence, man. That's why. They don't want to be violent. So stupid. So stupid. I've had situations like that as well. And what I try to do, if I know that I'm with people that have these propagandized, they're they're just kind of brainwashed, I will start, because if politics starts to come up at all, what I'll do is I will bash Trump and right-wingers. So that they're like, oh, he's with me. That way, it, it's a little perplexing to them when I don't agree with them on other things. Because there's things that you can make fun of Trump about. It's, you just pick Absolutely. a couple things, you know. And you start there, and then they think you're on their side. And then they, they're, they're disarmed and willing to listen. Whereas if they perceive you as this right winger immediately, they, they're, they're just like defensive and, and you know, ready to call the FBI on you. Mm-hmm. Because your just your presence is violent to them. Oh, uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, and God forbid you uh, you disagree with them. God forbid I go back to them and like, yeah, well, you know, Joe Biden sniffs little kids' hair. That's kind of weird too. You know, that is such great timing, Ian, because we're we're about to. I have one more clip of Colbert, but we're about to play the clip of. I don't know if you saw the story today that's going around about Joe Biden. That's why I have creepy or no about Joe. Because I think there's a little bit of misleading reporting going on about what Joe did when he sniffed, or not sniffed, I'm just so used to him sniffing people's hair, when he made a comment to a little girl during a speech. But we'll get to that right after this second Colbert 
clip here where he talks about the libertarian that was just elected and is it Argentina? Yeah, uh, Javier Malay. Javier Malay, the guy who used to like teach tantric uh, sex, has a clone dog. (laughs) I just, it's so fun. It's so fun. (laughs) It is fun. All right. Really so those in the chats on Rumble, I don't have my phone up because I'm I'm trying to limit the resources being used. And and Rockfin, I, I'm my screen small because I I realized using smaller if I, if I expand things, it, it makes my computer slow down and all this stuff messes up. So if I don't get to the comments right away, I I will go to them at um, periodically throughout the show. Like I see Dana said that she wouldn't want to know what to my think without she, she wouldn't know what to, to think without Stephen Colbert. And I think that. Is Sorry. an opinion we all believe. Is we get our news from Stephen Colbert. Yeah. So, yeah, there he is. Let me find this clip again here. All right, he drinks the whiskey. All right, so now he's he's talking about. All right, all right. Here's his second clip. Uh, actually, the rest of that story. I should cover the rest of that story. But the re- so he, he, that story about Trump. Being the, the the judge said that he committed insurrection, but then also said we can't remove him from the ballot should tell you everything you need to know, because that judge was just doing that to make that political statement. If he really committed some sort of insurrection, you couldn't just convict him of that. Right. And this is a low level right. judge in Colorado, and that's the Washington Post description, not mine. Low level, you know, somebody they'd never pay attention to if she didn't say that Trump committed insurrection. In fact, if you want attention as a judge and you're like the smallest dipshit judge on the planet, then start going around saying Trump committed insurrection, you'll be able to Okay, well then put him in jail for insurrection. Why isn't he in jail for it? Well, and that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. Insurrection is a a, a federal crime with with statutory law around it. And and the article in the Washington Post that that talked about this, they, they present this whole article well, I think it was a headline here. It, it's yeah, they present this whole article about how this judge uh, set a precedent, this low-level dipshit judge, by finally the first one to say that he committed insurrection. But even though he did, he's still getting off scot-free. So that's the propaganda they convey by making it seem as though this is a big story when it's just a bunch of virtue signaling. But people taking this in are going, oh, my God, it's so corrupt that even a judge said he did it and he's still walking free. You can't just have a trial. This is not a criminal trial. You can't just, I'm a judge. I decide Trump is guilty. It doesn't work that way. Well, that's like a judge. That's like a judge in an unrelated O.J. Simpson case saying he's sure he's guilty of murder. Right. Yeah, yeah, and he's guilty. Exactly. <laughs> That's a great comparison. By the way, O.J. Simpson, a great follow if you want to get commentary on politics and I've college been, football. Yeah. And you, he you, goes you to the same bar all the time because in his videos, he's sitting in front of this, uh, the TV at the same bar, and I just wonder. The comments, the comments are the best puns ever. <laughs> he's, yeah, so like, love when you take a stab at sports commentary. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah, there was uh, like a year ago or so, somebody apparently sent him a bunch of DMs and then they uh-huh. screenshotted it. And <clears throat> I tried to debunk it, so to speak, to show that, to figure out if maybe this wasn't OJ. But the guy sent him a bunch of DMs and then OJ responded to him by telling me he was going to kill him and then put a I bunch of it. knives in the. I think he was trying to be funny. I think OJ you can't, was. You can't joke about that, OJ. 
Yeah, no, that's off the table for you. But. Yeah. Uh, did I ever tell you when he came in to a restaurant I used to work at in Orlando? OJ did? Yeah, OJ came in to eat, and it was great because it's a pretty high-end place. This was and, after the trial. Oh, yeah, this was after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this was only like five years after. This was not not two. This is like five years after the Bronco Man, I wish it was two weeks after. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so he comes in, and... All of a sudden, the customers start complaining. That's uh, place I used to bartend. They, they start complaining like, oh, you can't let him eat here. It's like, well, we kind of have to. Like, we can't just say, hey, you know, w- you know, we think you committed murder, so, you know, you got to go. Yeah. Nowadays, but, they do that, though. Oh and even gosh. if you commit murder and get off for free, they'll ca- they'll cancel you. <sighs> but, like, it never, it never ceased to be funny that whole night. It was like, uh, hey, what if we just serve him spoons with his dinner? Like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with that knife, OJ? Yeah. Don't give me any knives. No knives for you, big boy. Nuh-uh. And it feels like he has just accepted that that's the way that people perceive him. <clears throat> and he's decided, I don't care. I'm going to be oblivious to that. I know. It's, it, it's great. Well, I'm innocent, man. Law's yeah, law. Innocent. Yeah, the glove didn't fit. He's innocent. Yeah. You know, there is, by the way, there is a theory. Now, there's a book of these theories. Some of them are stronger than others, but and I'm not saying that this is the case, but in the book, it suggests that his son might have been responsible and that he might have been covering up for him. I don't know if there's any validity to that, but if you look at the book and the theories, that's all I'm saying. So uh, I think that nobody did it, personally. If anybody's listening that's involved, I think everybody's innocent, and it was a poltergeist. So moving on, OJ, oh, by the way, a certain time of tunnel says OJ making murder jokes. Yeah, right. It's honestly, I gotta, I gotta respect that level of comedy right there. If people, everybody thinks you're a murderer and you got the balls to make murder jokes, it, it's inappropriate, but I'd laugh at it at a late night open mic. Yeah, and I guess in a way, in a weird way, it does lend, it's like, well, would a guilty guy do that? You know, I don't know. He should do an entire. He should go do a, a stand-up comedy set yeah. and do a bunch of bad jokes, and then when nobody laughs, threaten to stab everybody in the audience to death. Oh my gosh! Oh <laughs> I my would gosh. laugh my ass off. I'd be in the back of the room behind a wall, sticking my head inside. Because maybe he'll do it, but I yeah. would still think it was funny. Because you would think if if a person was guilty of murder and then they got off scot free, that they would move away and get quiet but yeah, no he doesn't he got loud. yeah like casey yeah. anthony she's you know she's out there dating she's like a stripper probably i mean yeah i mean yeah. you know somebody's telling his buddies he's banging casey anthony yeah he fears for his life every time i'd like to see like uh an oj experience as like a halloween thing you get to just walk through a dark house with oj maybe you recreate the the house where it happened <laughs> you get to go play <laughs> role play <laughs> all right moving back to the news we got a You've got a little. You can't always fun to talk a little. OJ sure, here. sure, sure, sure. But in the article that talked about all of the this the Trump and this judge, at the very bottom of this very very long article, it's like a twelve. It says twelve minutes if, at the very top there. It said, Denver District Judge Sarah B. Wallace's ruling said Trump's conduct met the standard for disqualification under the Fourteenth Amendment that he quote engaged in insurrection, but the amendment doesn't apply to the president. So that's the out she's giving herself while virtue signaling. And then it goes on to say, and while his dual 
January 6th indictments don't deal specifically with the incitement question, we'll soon learn how much fault other courts lay directly at his feet. And this is exactly what you pointed out. The January 6th indictments don't deal specifically with the incitement question because there's no evidence of incitement. This is a, this is a, a crime that you can look up and read standards of, yes. and then you can look at it, and, and it's not there. And everybody who's been calling it an insurrection for the past two years is full of shit and sucks their own dong. Mm -hmm. Alongside Colbert rolling down a very steep hill. Yeah, yeah. They have big dongs. No, I mean. <laughs> well, or just very flexible. Plastic surgery <laughs> dongs. Yeah, yeah. They're very, very. They have their ribs removed, like they say Marilyn Manson did. <clears throat> Probably not true. Anyway, Creepy Joe or no. It's a good segue there. Mm -hmm. So, the story today going around is that Joe Biden was doing this speech for Thanksgiving and he kind of stopped in the middle of his talk like he broke script and he because you know anytime he notices a female under the age of seven or eight he, he can't think anymore mm -hmm. and he has to go focus on him and he just directs himself towards this little girl walks towards her and says uh, uh, I love your ears and then he goes on to to put his tongue in her ear and he doesn't do that that's, that's <laughs> I'm joking about that uh, and the parent just said I love Joe Biden lick the inside of my daughter's ear that part's made up. He did say that I love your ears. And so this is going around in the right-wing media, and it's being framed as Creepy Joe, the, the pedo-in-chief, strikes again. And there's even images that are being shown with some of these headlines that show not that incident. That show Joe creepily hugging a different girl to emphasize the point that it was creepy that he did that. Now, I'm going to call them out on this. Good. Because when you look at the video, I'm going to show it to you in a second. The girl had, you know, bunny rabbit ears on her head. It's one of those things you put on your heads from Party City or something. And you look at it and you go, oh, I like your ears. So it's something I think that any regular person might say. And the reason I'm pointing this out is because Joe's creepy enough anyway. We don't need to stretch the truth mm -hmm. about his creepiness because that gives people like Snopes and others an opportunity to say, look at these liars making Joe look creepy when he's not. And then it, the audience for them will, every time people point out something that's legitimately creepy, will brush it off as a lie because of this. There's no reason to lie about this, especially because the thing that he said right after that was actually fucking creepy. And, and you're going to see it right here. Like, I don't get why focus on why try and lie when you can just show the truth and the truth is just as creepy. Yet these news publications chose to kind of like people, I think, get so eager to want to be like, yeah, this is the thing that I've, I've always thought about and to satisfy the confirmation bias. And it can I felt that pressure sometimes, too, when talking about that story, talking about not that story, any like sure. any story where, where it's like. Oh, if I say the rest of the story, it's going to make what I believe to be true a, a little bit weaker. And but I kind of shake I, I shake that off because it's like that's what we, we need to tell the whole story. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to tell the whole story here. And Joe is just as freaking creepy, I, I think. Look at that hot AI character I made there. Yeah, that's crazy. I was like, this is a crazy. The images that I, I think I it was like uh, America being divided and ruled, and this is one of them, which like put me on the that one this side over here with yeah, the lady and I'm not going to be on the uh, kind of right, so, yeah. adjacent guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, here he is. And look at those chefs behind. Isn't it funny? So right behind him over his shoulder, you can see this white dude here, but 
right behind him is a short black woman that he probably calls Corn Pop. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> they also serve who only stand and wait. They also serve who only stand and wait. And that's what you do. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I love your ears. I love them. They're really cool. What you need? Okay, so Dude, he said did. that's my mommy's name. That's creepy. And I did verify. I don't know what she said. I know what the left-leaning media says that she said, and they say that she said Joe Biden's mom's name. I, I like when I heard that, I was like, did he just say that's my mom's name, and it's not really his mom's name? But according to what they say that she said, and I even did a transcript thing, and, uh -huh. and it couldn't kind of decipher exactly what it was. Okay. But apparently what she said is actually Joe's name. But you do see the ears on her head, right? Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, that, that's not he's not talking about I her know. actual ears. And I and, get and, it. You're right. But, but that doesn't mean this isn't a creepy interaction. It is. Right? It's still a creepy interaction that's about to get creepier right here. He's leaning down at her very close, by the way. Well, what is telling you, 17? How old are you, seven? This is like a six-year-old. How are you? How old are you? You legal yet, babe? I love those ears. That's when it became creepy, right there. Man, is when he starts doing an ID check on the six-year-olds are looking yeah. older and older. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you must be twenty-five, baby. I'd love to see those ears on the floor in the corner of the Oval Office, if you know what I mean. And then he goes on to talk to creep out her brother. Six. How are you, 15? Four. You're a pretty big guy. I tell you what. You think you could fight me? I think, okay, I think what he's trying to do is make them go, oh, you, you know, I'm trying to, this is a compliment, making them seem like they're really grown up because kids always want to be perceived as grown up. But, I mean, if you're going to do that, you go like, what are you, like 40, 45? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. you got to be 98. You should be in hospice and dead by now. Yeah. Dude. Like, don't make it another kid. Like, <laughs> and, these, and these parents, I, I'm trying to put my, you know, get in their headspace because they're sitting there. And I, I think that even if you love Biden, that you've heard the accusations of him being a creeper. And maybe okay. you fight back against him. But the moment that he walks over and leans down to your kid mm -hmm. and says, I love those ears. What are you, 17 to a six? What are you, just the age of legality in this state? Just what a specific number to choose. You know, uh, I mean, he might as well lean over and say, can I get some consent over here from mom and dad? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's get this lady a drink over here. <laughs> yes. You look old enough. You have old enough to drink, right? Hunter, bring right. some crack out here. Have somebody who wants to experiment. And these people have to have this moment in their head going, what? I guess it could go either way. Are people who are saying on the other side that he is creepy right, and should I stop this? W would they allow uh, any strange? Because Joe Biden is a stranger to them. Mm -hmm. They don't look at him as a stranger. They look at him as this person that they know because of the way he he's projected to them through television and the media. But the fact is they've never met him. He's a stranger because the personas that we are projected uh, are not true. You know, There might be some truth in them, but... 
This is a stranger, strange old man leaning down to your daughter. Would you allow somebody to do that who wasn't Joe Biden at a playground? No, you probably wouldn't. And that probably is going through their mind right now. Is Joe Biden about to kidnap my daughter? Right. Right. Uh, no, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. no, no, no. What were you going to say? I was going to say, or I'm so glad Joe Biden's about to kidnap my daughter. <laughs> or they just love that he's creeping them out. <laughs> you know? I, yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of people just forgive him for being old and he's like, oh, you know, he's from yeah. another era, another age. This is how, you know, how they did it. And there's not a whole lot of other 81 year olds to stand up and go, well, that's not appropriate. Right. Yeah. No, totally. I mean, you let, you give your kid to an 81 year old, let him walk into a Motel 6 and spend three hours with him because he's just so harmless and innocent. Yeah. Some grandfatherly time. I yeah. do think that that, is part of the whole thing where it's like he's a stumbling, bumbling old man with dementia. Then we can roll him out to say the most World War Three awful things ever that somebody who was not perceived to be mentally just not there could say. You, know, you can get away with saying a lot of harsher things with that. Yeah. So he, I think he might continue here. Let's see. Oh my God. Thank you all so very much. If I, uh, I, I get to give you an address, you know, address and just come up and continue to say that. So, so Joe Biden needs to never say, I get to give you the dressing after talking to a six-year-old yeah. about how he wishes you were 17. Or are yeah. you 17? I'm going to give you the dressing, Joe Biden? Yeah. Was this a pornography? <laughs> President Biden, I'm here to give you the dressing, baby. Oh, my God. <sighs> Uh, all right. So, yeah, I, I I think I do think that that you're right. They did amp up the creep factor erroneously. Why would you bother? Don't you know? And honestly, even more than creepy, what I got out of that was just more just not very sharp. Um, I, I don't know. You, you know, I, I get yeah. that. Some people think it might be an act like he might be turning it up a bit, playing a character. Yeah, some people uh, believe that. I think he is probably, he seems like he had a stroke to me. I think he's really struggling. I, you know, I think at 81, the probability of, the, the, the likelihood that that's, is more that that's actual decline. Right. I mean, they had, Feinstein was literally still a senator that did not have the power of attorney over her own decisions, mm. but did have control over the decisions of her constituents until the day she died. This is a controllable per person. Yeah. I gotta be honest with you, man. The, the more I see it, the more I'm like, yeah, maybe one of the ways to get these super power, powerful politicians out is, let's set, set an age limit, like 65, yeah. 70, you can't, you can't rule anymore. 92, yeah. like that. No, it's not, yeah, and you know, they were like, going to I mean, have the really guy. Would we, like, would we be missing out on a ton of talent if we said no one over 70 can? Well, I can think serve. that guy who, who electric shock therapies his penis, he could very well be 135 for all we know. He just looks like a. a yeah, a, now a, if you can prove that your penis is still 70, um, then you can serve until you're like 90, as long as your penis is at least 70. Right. That, that right. is the requirement, according, shock to, it. according to the White House. I'm going to show you this, Ian, just because I think it's pretty funny. This Sir Tim of Tunnels made this image here. You see that? Oh, my goodness. That is great. So I, I had, uh, there was a thing going around on Twitter that was 
that asked, what is this? And there's this weird image of what looks like a monster that broke the pavement. And I said, I said, Chris Christie, it's Chris Christie. And then Sir Tim of Tunnel said, you mean Crisco Christie and <laughs> this AI image of what looks like Chris Christie wearing a suit and tie and no shirt bathing in some sort of disgusting He's butter. so buttery. <laughs> <laughs> He's buttered up, definitely. There's no doubt about that. So, oh my God! Well, I wanted to show you. <laughs> I like how happy he is. He's too. I've never seen happy. happy. He's never yeah, I mean, been he couldn't happier. be happier if Donald Trump just got hit by a truck. Yeah. In that, so Chris Christie was on CNN the other day, going, Donald "The Duck. reason Donald Duck, the reason Donald Duck is not in the debates <laughs> is because of me. He's scared of me, which is the stupidest thing. He's not in the debates because he doesn't need to be. Exactly. It's pretty simple. Yeah, he's scared of facing you, Chris. Um, no, if if he would he if he came on, just for five minutes, just to go shut up, fatso, and then walked off, that would be the most watched clip of the entire debate of all of them combined. He should just interrupt. He should just, just interrupt, interrupt shut up, the fatty. back of the stage, and everybody will turn around, and Vivek will start getting excited as hell, fist bump yeah. Vivek. Yeah. Order a Domino's punches, pizza. Yeah. Order a Domino's pizza and pass out slices. Offer slices right. to everyone except for Chris. And yeah, right. And then then he punches Nikki Haley in the throat, and then yeah. walks off the stage. Yeah, yeah, with carrying v Vivek on yeah. his shoulders. And Vivek's like a frat boy, just like yeah, <laughs> like he's hammered at a college football game. This is and that's how he picks Vivek as his VP. Yeah, as he goes yeah. and picks him up off the debate stage, says, "You're coming with me." Yeah, <laughs> I could it. see that. I could see that. We've reached a point where nothing would surprise me now. With Way more energy than what Joe Biden just exhibited. And, and that is something they've been talking about lately. There's been a lot of pressure on uh, Biden. You need to go out and start campaigning or, or you need to let somebody else take over. Do you think that he is going to be the candidate for the Democrats? Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it would be. Uh, yeah, I mean, anything's likely. But, uh, yeah, I don't. I, it's It's so hard to see that they are going to give up. It'd be a health thing. They're right. they're never going. It, the only way they're going to break that kind of precedent is if it was some. It'll be some sort of health thing. Um, you think you might you might have a motorcycle accident or something like that, or get in a fist fight? Well, and... well, I think the smart play, if I was a, a damn strategist, the the play I would make is wait for Trump to get locked in as the Republican opponent, and then. Biden drops out because of health reasons, and you bring in some other Dem, and he just wipes the floor with Trump. With Chinese little kids playing with basketball. Chinese little kids playing basketball. Which Newsom, that candidate, that's what he does. He put, but I that, think, I mean, right? I mean, is there a flaw in that? I mean, I might have been high. No, I think he's going to be gone. I, I don't think there's any way they're going to run him. I think that the, the story could be something like uh, uh, Hunter fell off the wagon, smoked a bunch of crack, drank a bunch of slits, and then he raped his father. And yeah, and his father and liked it. He's incapable. He liked it too much, and now they're in a relationship. <laughs> so you, you see this here. I, I just saw this looking through Twitter again. I, I meant to bring this up. These mad, remember these mad muscle photos have been on the internet, Twitter, for a while, where it's like, transform your body, and it's like your body at 40 or 20, 30, 40, 50, yes, and yes, follow yes, the style. Yes, yes, they yes. have clearly started using AI ads because mm -hmm. the first one I noticed, and then I, then I, I saw them everywhere, is one here. Where it's calculate for 
meal plan for muscle gain with no alcohol challenge. And it's two old black dudes who are jacked and wife beaters with angel wings who are embracing each other while wearing boxer shorts. I don't know, uh, boxer free. briefs. What are you calculating? I don't, and you get to calculate how, I don't know. What do you, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck what are you I, calculating? I, that's a good question. But there's how a many, number of the like how many will, how many drinks can't you can you not have on our no alcohol diet? Calculate if, below. If so, if you're gonna go on this no alcohol diet and then you're gonna end up that jacked, but you're also gonna have wings and have to embrace another man with wings, I don't know that I want to be that jacked. That's uh, yeah. a requirement. Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do with those wings. It looks like it'd be hard to sleep with it's those wings. Something weird, probably. Uh, they what's interesting to me is that because I've seen probably five or six that are obviously not they did not even they just plugged it into an algorithm for AI and mm -hmm. and posted it and didn't even look at it because they don't care because oh, no. uh, it's, it's just I, well, I know, I, maybe I, the effectiveness yeah, I mean, of it I don't know yeah well the people who buy that shit are exactly you know they're, they're people angel, who fall for that yeah they're, fall they're, they're fallen angels calculating <laughs> calculating now <laughs> right yeah all right so let's get back to a couple more clips here yeah uh, all right so there's biden's creepiness next thing i want to talk to you about is so you, you know the military they're all time I've heard levels. of them yeah you've heard of the military yeah yeah their recruiting levels have been terrible because they were trying to appeal to these woke crowds yeah, to the bravest among us right yeah trans people <laughs> exactly and then when uh, I can't remember who it was, but it was a government government official came out and said, "If a draft does come back, if you were born with balls, you're eligible for the draft." And that really pissed a lot of trans people born with balls off because right. they, they How didn't dare you identify draft. me by my balls. Right, and they should blame their parents who advocated. My this balls thing. don't identify me. <laughs> right. So the the military they they sent they're begging some of these people who they they sent away because they also sent people away from the vaccine like people who would not get vaccinated they kicked them out and now they're sending them they sent a message to them i think the air force did this asking them to come back and this has sparked a belief among some that are we going to be go engaging in this, which I think we probably are, uh, this war that we are, you know, funding and everything. I'm going to show you the, the, the letter. I don't think that's the letter. It's the, the tweet. So here, here's the letter they actually sent here. That's not all that it says. Hold on a second. That's not the right letter. They, they asked them to come back, and they basically going to forgive them for their sin. And, and the military news uh, articles, like this is ju they just they're just doing this because recruitment has been at an all time low. So you don't need to jump in. I'm wondering who's going to go back to a military that kicked them out because they didn't get the vaccine. I, I mean, I wouldn't join the military anyway. But after that, after just being like you are, literally putting your life on the line for your country and then your country says go the f home unless you get this jab they, they, they will die by bullets but just because they didn't want to take a jab well it was interesting that they even gave them a choice because you know when you're in the military uh, they just shoot shoot you up with stuff whenever they want like yeah right like test st test stuff out on them okay here's the actual letter here 
Let's see what, what they wrote to them. I mean, I would be insulted by this personally. It says, we write to notify you of new Army guidance regarding the correction, the correction of military records for former members of the Army following recession of the COVID-19 vaccination requirement. So I think it was probably some sort of discharge that looked negative upon them, so they're offering to change that, I think. As a result of the recession of all current COVID-19 vaccination requirements, former soldiers who were involuntar- involuntarily separated for refusal to receive the COVID-19 vaccination may request a correction of their military records from either or both the Army Discharge Review Board or the Army Board for Corrections of Military Records. Individuals may request a correction to military personnel records, including records regarding the characterization of discharge by submitting a request to the, and then it gives the website where to go, where to mail it. But, hold on, there's one more paragraph in there. Individuals who desire to apply to return to the service should contact their local U.S. Army Reserve or Army National Guard recruiter. And you could say, I was kicked out, but I'm enthusiastic to get back. I wonder what percentage of people are going to come back to the military after seeing this letter. I would think they would reject them even harder. Yeah, I mean, I, they're going to be targeted, I think. But, uh, sorry, like, because yeah. they rejected it. Like, I always thought one of the reasons they kicked those people out wasn't just the vaccine. That was a major part of it, but was also mm-hmm. they didn't follow orders. So do you want to be someone known as someone who doesn't follow orders coming back into the military? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know what. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think at this point they might be forgiven because I, I, I wonder how many people in the military got boosters. That's true. You know, it's crazy, though. It's I mean, like... the, the booster thing, you know, that's, uh, you know, they they definitely, you know, I got the jab, but I never got another one. But I got it because, you know. You work with the information you have, and they said that, uh, you know, that I could kill my dad if I hung out with him, and you're like, oh, well, I don't know. They do used that. a lot of scare tactics, and they, the studies they did, they intentionally, they excluded, I read the Pfizer documents, they did not allow mm-hmm. pregnant women, they did not allow older people who were the most vulnerable to do the studies, and it says in the Pfizer documents because of the risk to them, and mm-hmm. then... After the studies, because I got all the younger, healthiest people in there that were going to give them the, the higher percentage rates of success that they needed mm-hmm. to win people's confidence in it, then the first people they give it to when it's no longer a study are the very people they didn't allow to be in the study because of the risk that they stated. Now, I think it was an experiment. Some people are like they're trying to kill everybody. I, I don't believe that. I believe no. they're trying to find life extension technology and because there's a lot of other studies about mRNA stuff where they think it can do all of these things, turn you into superhuman even. That's what that's what the propaganda I would have used. I would have been I would have leaked a story on like Reddit or, or Telegram that's like I, I I took the vaccine and ever since I, I've been able to fly and lift up cars. You know, Dude. that way conspiracy theorists to get into it. But I, I think it probably didn't affect I think it worked probably fine for a lot of people, most people, but it definitely affected a lot of people, far larger numbers of people negatively than they will admit i think they're just experimenting on people and i think i have a plan on how you can get a hundred percent of people to get in there and take it um all you gotta do is 
the vaccines just got to give you get you high for like an hour. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you'd have people back in line like, didn't we? How many times have you gotten the vaccine? You get, a, you get oh, like a play, hundred dollar PlayStation gift card every time you get the jab. Every time you get the vaccine, you get hundred dollar <laughs> play and 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 the vaccine gets you high. Yeah, you know, in some countries, I can't remember which one it was. My, I don't want to say Finland. <clears throat> that's what comes to mind. They were giving you uh, free sex with a prostitute for getting the jab. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> Tits McGee uh, talking about OJ here in the chats. I'm just seeing this says, "Love when OJ slices up the day's football scores for me." <laughs> I do as it well. It never gets old. I can yeah. listen to OJ murder puns all day long. Totally. And so, what I brought to you because one of the stories connected to this to them asking people to come back. Uh, is there was a military ad from the army that came out that was very different from all of the woke ads that they had been doing for the past few years. And the concern was, oh shit, they're calling people back in who, who are unvaccinated and now they're putting all white dudes in the ads again. We're going to war. So I'm gonna show you the, ad, the two ads and how different they are. From okay. this one from uh, last week and the other yeah. one from about a year and a half ago. <laughs> Put that up on the screen here. It, it, it is incredible. Which one are we seeing first? We're going to see... A year and a half ago? The one from... I think we're going to see the new... The one okay, from a okay. couple days ago okay. first. Well, you'll know exactly which oh, one. Oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> All right. Oh, wait, no. This is the old one. You're right. It's from a year and a half ago. A bunch of eth ethnically diverse people on screen turning into animations. And then they show, it's called The Calling. There's a series of these ads. I played them on the show a while back. But everybody in The Calling featured in this ad, there's no white men. The okay. most likely demographic to join the military. There are none of. And this is an animated, like, a graphic novel style ad. This is the story of a soldier who operates your nation's Patriot Missile Defense Systems. That fun, fun missile system. It begins in California with a little girl. Oh, I hope the that looks lands. like Grand Theft I hope the Auto. missile lands right there. On... Blows it up. Blows Doesn't it that up. look like Grand Theft Auto? That image right there. It does. But Raised by that, two moms. Okay, I Don't you take think the back. missile's coming? Yeah. Yeah. So, so th this is yeah. where you know it's not yeah, the. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> the missile's on its way to this park. Yeah, we're gonna watch it. It begins in California with a little girl raised by two moms. That's the previous target audience. One that looks like Harry Potter. <laughs> Emma. Although I had a fairly typical. And that, so we see her two moms gazing at each other inside of a movie theater. And apparently one of the moms brings camcorders to the movie theater and I guess records the screen and sells bootleg DVD copies. Mm -hmm. I don't know why else you'll be holding this camcorder. Childhood, took ballet, oh, it's, I see. played violin. I also marched for equality. Oh, that's pretty I like cool. to think I've been Those defending freedom from an early age. Can you go fight the Chinese in World War yeah, III? No, Did you march kids, for equality? Most kids get drunk for the first time. Uh, you know what I mean? They, they, 
they're not oh, marching kids, for equality. Kids have forgotten how to party. Is the problem? Right. That's how they party. Is they, they don't march. party anymore. They just go to these stupid ass protests. Hey, Orcs. look at the look at the people they put in this image of this. Respect protest. everyone. Love each other. The only white guy in this animated image of people marching in this protest for equality is a guy who has suspenders on. Yeah, the guy and, who's going to shoot up the place. Right. He's got heart. Well, he's got heart sunglasses. <laughs> oh, those are hearts. Yeah. Oh yeah. And look at look at the, the never mind sorry which one the little the blonde woman here in the lower right hand corner and the, the way one that looks just, like that soccer player yeah she just look yeah exactly she's <laughs> just looking at the she's just looking at the sky just like yeah. look, we're all out everyone is so happy all right go ahead. Sorry. when I was six years old one of my moms had an accident that left her paralyzed doctors said she might never walk again but she tapped into my family's pride to get back on her feet. Eventually standing at the altar to marry my other mom. Now the two moms were in wedding dresses. And they could have actually, if this is a story based in truth, they could have taken that part out about her mom recovering from an accident heroically and how, how that instilled her in, in this whatever. They, they could have done that without making it about this, but they didn't. With such powerful role models, I finished high school at the top of my class and then attended UC Davis where I joined a sorority full of other strong women. But as graduation approached- not the weak woman sorority, not the women that are okay with the patriarchy yeah. or like men, not that one. I began feeling like I'd been handed so much in life, a sorority girl stereotype. Sure, I'd spent my life around inspiring women, but what had I really achieved on my own? Picture of the two- moms. One of my sorority sisters was studying abroad in Italy. Another was climbing Mount Everest. I needed my own adventures, my own challenge. And after meeting with an army recruiter, I found it. A way to prove my inner strength and maybe shatter some stereotypes along the way. I'm U.S. Army Corporal Emma Malone Lord, and I answered my calling. Yeah, so, very attractive young woman there. My question is, when it comes to military recruiting at a time of war, mm -hmm. is shattering stereotypes really what you want to recruit people with? Because it's probably going to be harder to get people in. And I think the answer is no. I think this was virtue signaling. I don't know why. I don't know if they're trying to change culture or they're getting funding from whatever. But this alienated the people. So the people that would normally come to the military right. see this ad and it – it makes them feel like they're not welcome. Right. And I, yeah, I'm not saying it's like going after white men or something. I'm just saying that th these are people you're asking to go fight and die for you. And you're showing things that they're likely to kind of disagree with. And I just don't think that's – if you're serious about getting people in your military, that's probably not the best way to do it. And that's probably why they changed it. Because they had a historic re uh, recruiting. So they were like 20,000, the Army was, short of their military recruiting standards here. So this is the new ad that came out last week. Plane, a bunch of white dudes on a plane, all white dudes. Uh, you know, guys about to go fight a war in full uniform, jumping out of a plane. It, no, yeah, he's not talking about any lesbians. Your greatest victories, it says, are never achieved alone. 
hands on the ground. Be all you can be, U.S. Army. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of black men also fight in the military. Could have had a few black men in there with the white dudes. But that was a dude full of nothing but white men. I mean, that's such a drastic change from what we just saw. Yeah, it's, um, <clears throat> it's all intentional. They don't make these choices just arbitrary. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. You know, um, it is interesting. The one thing that was consistent between both of those was this weird soft undertone. The piano, like, what the fuck? I'm sorry, if you're calling me oh, a the war, pianos, it yeah. better sound like Metallica in the back. Yeah, so how about some war drums? There's a know? fucking Mark 19! You know, like, a, just, you know, this can't be soft piano, like, hey, you know, yoga, meditation. Right, you're not, yeah, you're not going to... Combat. You're not motivated to go yeah. to war by, like, a Celine Dion song. No. It's very strange. I mean, if we're going to do the propaganda, let's do it tastefully. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, do it tastefully. Let's be smart about it. Let's not be stupid about it. Mm -hmm. That whole thing with the military, though, because it's, it's not just the Army. The Army has the biggest deficit. It's also the, the Air Force. The Air Force is the one that sent that, that letter, getting people back. They're under the – all of the organizations are under. But the, actually, that was – excuse me, that wasn't the Air Force that sent that letter. The Air Force – sent a letter to their troops this week warning them about going to a pro-Trump patriot rally. And they, they told them that they could possibly get kicked out of, out of the Air Force if they go to this. Mm -hmm. And they called this, it was a, a rally put on by turning, it wasn't an official turning point action rally, but it was somebody who was a, a frequent speaker there and a turning point action person uh, said it's not officially ours, but this is somebody who is, is not a, an alt-right Nazi like you're calling them, but they, they told their, their troops that this is an alt-right person and that if you get involved with them, it could jeopardize your continued service in the military. So, so they have this on one side. They're still saying if you go to these things we disagree with, we'll kick you out, but come back to us, vaccinated people. We'll let you back in. This just seems like an intentional sabotage of our military leading into a potential global conflict. Yeah. Terrible. Okay, so you know, I what I've talked about this clip for a while, Ian. I'm gonna do a little, little gloating. I, I saw Scott Adams the other day, and, and he loved like half his show is him bragging about things that he predicted that he may or may not have predicted. Some of okay. them he did predict. He's a smart guy, definitely. And I've predicted some things correctly. One, one specifically because it's related to this. Is and I hope the clip works. I was messing with it earlier, and it wasn't a great clip. But a number of times before the January six thing, speaking of like telling people, warning people about a rally, is I told people not to go uh, on like three or four shows. I said, "Don't go. It's right. set up. There's going to be feds." I was able to find one of those clips when I was just scrolling through stuff earlier, and I, I just want to play it because I'm gonna, you know, I'm not gonna let Scott Adams be the only freaking person that brags about stuff all the time. God, that chick is hot in that AI thing, isn't she? If you're going to go. All right. So, yeah, this is a show from probably about a month or so. This is after the, the results of the 2020 election, okay. but before 
January 6th happened, and I was going through some Chatham House clips, and this is a show that's titled Warfare in the Cyber Age, How Spy Agencies Plan to Preemptively Respond to Cyber and Real-World Threats. Kind of some pre-crime cyber was the subject of the show. Okay. To one of those things on January 6th when all the stuff's going to go down with the election, are the question is going to be, are is there going to be people in the Senate and in the House that are going to stand up and reject the electors and – Trump's potential to take back the presidency, so to speak. That that's going to be there's a recipe for conflict brewing there because Trump's calling people to come to Washington, Antifa, the other side's going to be calling people to come. All the elements are are going to be there, and there could be something. Regardless of how it turns out, you could see really, really major conflict. If you're going to go to that, you just need to know. You just need to know that this is being set up, provocateur. There will be agents in there trying to set people off and you just don't want to be one of the ones who gets scapegoated into or, or gets patsied into into taking responsibility for something bad that happens and, and that's what happened to a bunch of people yeah that one dude who committed suicide i can't remember his name yeah they were just talking about the other day yeah because that's in, they released all that mm -hmm. footage the, the new speaker did and it's just such an overwhelming amount of footage well, they're letting that guy out of cuffs i'm like well that's probably a fed Right. And so it's so much video that it's just impossible for anyone. It's like thousands and thousands of hours. Uh, in fact, probably it's more than that. I saw the number the other day. And I was like, there's no way a person can do that. And now there's people presenting, we need an AI solution to go through and mark these videos. But all the AI solutions that we have available are biased. I think I told you before that I asked ChatGPT. Tell me 10 racist things Joe Biden said. And it told me that that was an inappropriate thing to ask. And then I said, tell me 10 racist things Donald Trump said. And it was like instantly 10 things. Oh, so it's clearly bias. And it's just like a flood of – and I'm glad it's public. I am glad it's public. But just the explanations that they give the people that are on the other side of it, I, I think it's – people are going to have to go through it and find stuff that's – damning oh. it enough to to overcome the brainwashing and propaganda well you know you've heard the excuse as to why they didn't want all this footage released right? what was it the excuse was well if we release the footage from all these different camera angles someone with um, nefarious means or plans might piece the entire capital together like a maze and they'll build oh, a model out of it national security reasons national they security <laughs> yes, that's why that. they didn't want to release it i was like always oh, yeah they're gosh. full of it dude uh so i think you're gonna love this next clip i told you before about these indivi indivisible activist trainings i'm gonna start looking at those again because i think you would have a lot of fun with, with these oh, yeah. activist trainers and i used to only pull the audio I, I didn't do the video so this is just audio but this is an anti-racist training about how to recruit how to organize your activists to go do direct action stuff and they're talking about what happens when some white person comes and says what about what martin luther king said because they have to give them explanations to res they have to give them ways it. to respond to reasonable statements that the evil enemies. I noticed have. a new one recently, but we'll get into that later. Okay, yeah, I'd love to hear that. Here it is. Another core example, um, I noticed that at times of highly visible racial justice, injustice in the 21st century, um, it's pretty common for folks to post or talk or even kind of grandstand sometimes about the peaceful protests led by Martin Luther King Jr. in the 60s. 
Um, at that time, many of those protests were considered acts of aggression, and Martin Luther King himself was arrested 37 times. Uh, meanwhile, these days, white people sometimes make the mistake of using quotes from Martin Luther King to justify their own inaction, or sometimes even as a weapon to shut down conversation or gaslight Black activists about their methods. That's not a response to anything. Wait, what do you mean, Martin Luther King? You're gaslighting me, racist. <laughs> that is so ridiculous. That's not a response at all. Isn't to that gaslight crazy, you. Yeah. So anytime someone tries, someone shows you something that is counterfactual to what you believe, that's gaslighting you. That's it's, what they're going to stretch that definition. To and it's, it's, it's racism in the context of what they're talking yeah. about. You know, white people yeah. will do this. And, you know, she's right. She's probably we should release the recordings to the white people meetings, right, where we all get together in our neighborhood, you know, centers, uh, community centers, and we all talk about, okay, guys, you know, when these, when, when, when the injustice happens, these are the Martin Luther King Jr. quotes we want to be posting on social media. We're trying right. to gaslight these people, guys. Yeah, right. and, and it's just, it, it's, it's such a, like, this is what makes me angry about this is, first of all, all of the women involved in this are like purple haired 48 year old women, progressive mm -hmm. women. Mm -hmm. And they're speaking to people watching digitally. Now, Indivisible is one of the propped up, they are former staffers in DC. Uh, they get funding, they're super funded, and they have people in precincts all over the country. And they're featured on MSNBC all of the time. They're one of the more influential groups, but they just target these people who like have a hole in their lives. And you read this book called, it's, uh, the, the, it's about the Bolshevik revolution and the organizational weapon and the types of personalities they targeted because they, they knew they could fill a role in those people's lives and yeah, then they could direct them to do whatever they wanted. And that's, that's what it seems like a lot of the people they target are. And, and they're telling these people this stuff that they should they should see reasonable arguments even if they disagree with it they, they shouldn't like open a conversation about it they're telling them they should see that as gaslighting from a racist yep. and, and, yeah and they should still go out and they should probably be on the front line and they always say this they say put your body on the line that's a big activist slogan you know it's so strange to me because it, whether I, I see a protest and whether I agree with it or disagree with it, um, I never, you'll never find me at a protest. I'll never be at one either. Fuck yeah. that. What the fuck are you talking about? Right. It, it, yeah, the, the protests are or, like activism that doesn't get any attention, in my opinion, is more likely to be the real activism the people are doing, but the activism right. that we see all over TV, the direct a action, stuff like that, th those are organized by people who never put themselves on the front line, like Stacey Abrams, whose entire career, ha ha she has skyrocketed to where she is and gotten rich by being an organizer who is able to demonstrate to the people who, are, who will fill her pockets and give her political power that she can manipulate masses of people into engaging in violence based on a cause that she actually doesn't give a shit about. Right. And they, they write about that. Solinsky literally says, do not buy into the bullshit, not verbatim, don't buy into the bullshit that you're convincing other people well, to buy into is the gist. Well, I think what you're starting to see 
I, I do think you're going to, you're starting to see it and you'll see more conservatives engage in that tactic. They're, they're wisening up to it, you know, um, and they're realizing that politics is, is a performance. It's that's totally why they use, that's why they use yeah. terms. That's why Alinsky uses terms like play theater and, and everything. Look now, Saul Alinsky, Hillary Clinton loved him. She wrote a, like a letter to him. She adored him. Yeah, he was like probably like a crazy guy to be around. Him. Yeah, she like she admired yeah. like she she seemed like she wanted to maybe had a crush on him. Maybe wanted to date him, based yeah. on some of that stuff. But so Saul Alinsky's book. A lot of people, the first thing they'll say is they'll go, "Well, he dedicated his book to the devil." Th that I get what people are saying, but what. What I've been focused on a lot lately, and we were talking about this a second ago with the Martin Luther King thing, is we know that they are being trained because that, that section of that clip and that training was in a section of here are some things that the opposition are going to say to you. And they, and they went through these slides mm -hmm. because they're teaching them how to they're, – they're, they're inoculating them from reasonable arguments. But it didn't give them a way to reason against – no, it just gives them emotion right. and identity politics. That's what, yeah. that's what I found so shocking yeah. and so frustrating, you know, because it's – they're just trying to overwhelm you with bullshit. Absolutely. And, and so, like, that's what I, I've been thinking a lot about lately is, all right, when we know the arguments that they've been conditioned to just uh, emotionally respond to without thought, mm -hmm. what are different ways to express things that they have not shown up on a freaking – uh, a PowerPoint presentation with the the purple-haired indivisible trainer, and, and Stacey Abrams and all that, and it's a constant back and forth because once you figure out something that is effective at, at kind of making people stop and, and think a little bit and question, if it gets popular enough, then that gets that gets on the slide. The person who says this thing to you that's been effective is actually a racist gaslighting term. Right. And so it's just it's I mean, it's like almost like a creative exercise trying to figure out different ways to explain it, it, it or help people see things or at least see what you're saying. Like, I don't care if people agree with me. Like, I don't get I'm not going to get mad at people unless they they start engaging in activism that's violent for because some Stacey Abrams told her to that. I'll be like, you should not do that because you have kids and you're going to go to prison. But right. I don't fucking care if you fucking disagree with me. But, like, mm -hmm. just, we should listen to each other and try to understand. And that is what they try to prevent with all of these tactics is, is short-circuiting that. Yeah, well, they, they, they try to – if you disagree with them, they just go – they revert right to the name-calling. Right, yeah, the Discrediting. Dude. There's no engagement of your ideas because what you have to understand about the woke people is they believe they have some second sight, some – some higher viewpoint of reality. Yeah, they're you more do. moral than us. They, well, they they see things that you don't. They <laughs> right. literally believe yes. that. Yeah, you're they right. literally believe that. And he just doesn't see it. He just doesn't see it. <laughs> you know, these are the same people. Uh, uh, m many of them, you go, wait a minute. You have you, you can't really. This is something inta intangible that you're sure is affecting our everyday life. You can't put your finger on it, but you know it's everywhere. Um, and you are you're you're so sure you have faith that that it exists, yet you're also an atheist, right? And you're absolutely right. This faith in their side that does, it's so baffling. 
and I'm sure that there's plenty of things. We're all we're all hypocrites. Everybody is, but I like I'm I not. like to think that I you're not no I'm not. other than you're not and I'm not and nobody listening right. is but everybody else nobody here present company excluded nobody here's a hypocrite. <laughs> So the the crime isn't being a hypocrite. That's human nature. We live. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to like live in nature, and we live in this like civilized world. You should be on guard for your own hypocrisy. I, I try to be. I I, and I I would agree with that, and I think that that is if you're genuinely interested in like truth and, and mm-hmm. I think people get convinced of their rightness and that it is prioritized over truth, mm-hmm. and I think that that's not the way that it should be. Personally, it, we all have egos and. I, I, I want, like, I would like to condition myself to make it ping my ego if I continue to believe something despite someone pointing out that it was false. Like, that should make me feel like, oh, man, like a pussy. <laughs> like, I, I should, my ego should be pumped up by saying, oh, my gosh, I was wrong about that. That should make me feel like I'm really fucking, you know, dragging my dong mm-hmm. on the floor mm-hmm. with, with pride. <laughs> right? <laughs> But they, it's, it's the other way around. If you could drag your dong on the floor, you could you could put it. In right, it just, politics don't matter if you can do that. Just walk around knocking stuff out of people's hands across the room, and that's nobody thinks about politics. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's Brad and his dong again. <laughs> then Bradaway says they are happy to set the world on fire before they are held accountable for any crime in any way. It certainly seems that way, Denver. Mm-hmm. It does. And he also said, pull the Jan Six bullshit to play themselves as a victim. Absolutely. These are the most dangerous liars and frauds, petty frauds, and, and play themselves as a the victim. We live in a world right now, and this goes at the local level. People have been conditioned to do this, and at, mm-hmm. and at the, the, the national and even the global level when it comes to the laws of war, the laws of killing, where it's, it's always got to appear to be a war defense. It's been that way for a long, long time. Is there, You are rewarded for appearing to be the victim of someone else who is oppressing you and therefore you're prioritized to set up a situation where the public perceives you as being oppressed, which is what has led to Stacey Abrams millions and millions of dollars, her big house and her political right. Like people ask me if she's going to win. And I I told them, I said, she's not going to win because her political rise and her wealth has always been because she has been a victim. Oh, and whenever someone like that, um, is demanding an apology from from someone else. I'm I'm always frustrated because you, there's only one way to respond is go. Why would I apologize? I didn't do anything to hurt this person. Until then, until you said that shit. They're overreacting. You know, I'm not. There's no need for me to apologize. Why do you keep asking me this question? Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah, dude. It's a normalization of overreacting. Yeah. Like if you're not overreacting, you're violent. Right. But I, I th- yeah, I think that, you know, just no, like I, people give in too easily with this crap. Um, it's that tribal emotional shit. Like people, if they start thinking about shit, man, there was someone, yeah. there's some celebrity recently whose PR firm came out and apologized. I, I can't remember who it was. They, they made an apology in his name. And then he came right behind it and said, I didn't write that shit. <laughs> yes. Who was that? I can't remember. He's like, yeah. I didn't write that shit. I, I meant every damn word I said. So that that's happened a number of times. Yeah. There's been all of the, so if you go back to World War One, there was something called the Bryce Report. Yeah. Of atrocities because they were trying to convince America and other neutral countries to join on the British side for World War One, and 
almost none of the atrocities they laid out could be verified. Mm. I mean, there's no corroborating evidence for, like, I think any of them. And, and it's, no, it's known as one of the biggest works of propaganda ever. And then mm. after the war, information came out because the, the Soviets leaked documents about how the allied countries divided up the world before. Like, they told everybody I was fighting for democracy, but they had already divided up the world bef- before many of the countries even, even jo- joined the war. But they convince people that they're doing these things for one reason, and they use all these freaking appeals, and the people get mad at them 10 years later. Right, mm-hmm. so how do we ex- expedite that to where it's like people can recognize that in the moment, sure, instead of in the aftermath of it, sure, is a challenge. Um, okay, so we got a few more minutes here, then we're gonna get out of here. Uh, I had something, a couple comments here. Tits McGee says there was an election where veterans held up offices counting the ballots because they felt it was fraudulent with their M1s from Korea. Look, oh wow. It, it, you know, is hopefully they counted them accurately and they figured everything out. And, and this targeting of elections, man, it's wild. Like George Soros's best friend, and this is the way this guy is described in, in the news in the news media that talks about it, is a guy who is in like the British. He's like a nobility. He, he's uh-huh. revered over there, and his name is is Malik. His name is literally Malik. His last name. And he has been, I did some deep research on this guy. So Soros, he lives next door to Soros in New York. He did because he just gave him his house. And this guy was the owner of Smartmatic or he's the CEO of Smartmatic, the election system stuff. So he was involved in all the election machine stuff in 2020. And then he like moved to like he took his name away from it, and he is now the president of the Open Society Foundation, which is George Soros's uh, uh, you know foundation that has funded Stacey Abrams for 15 years, and he's funded those prosecutors who do not prosecute prosecute crimes. And the, and this guy, when I looked into him, because I saw this World Economic Forum discussion that he was on, and I was like, man, this guy will manipulate the. He's bragging about manipulating elections. And that's what he was doing at the World Economic Forum. But they were – they felt justified in talking about it because it was like this is a, a country that needs somebody to intervene. They're, they're awful. They're, they're third world. So I came in and manipulated the elections. I was very <laughs> virtuous of you, sir. Right? And so I looked into this guy, and, and this guy's history is he is from the 60s gone to country to country and lied to people about elections. And manipulated, he's been manipulating elections internationally for like 40 years. And then he was like one of the first people to introduce the voting machines. And it's like, <laughs> it's crazy because you can't even bring this up or you'll get suspended on YouTube and maybe arrested and put in prison for years. Because this is what they do leading up to wars. They imprison people who bring up things that are inconvenient to them. I don't even know why I brought that up, but I think that was, it was a comment that Tis McGee here made. Yeah, no, they. they if you are a ruling power that can control the communication apparatus as best they can, which I don't think they have full control over that. Some people like to be doom and gloom and think they do. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. I think there's competing forces for sure. But you're going to try and control elections. And these assholes try and – that's why Stacey Abrams is in Georgia. And they're trying to use them as these influential figures because they see her as a representative of the minority community and – Maybe the lesbian community, because you don't know if she's a lesbian or not. 
what do you think? Are you attracted to Stacey Abrams? I, I mean, in a certain light, at a certain angle, after a few drinks. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hell yeah. She's yeah, dude. Yeah. The right music. Dude, I'd pick her. I would center. jump in her arms, let her cradle me. Dude, there's like a community living inside her vagina, like a thousand yeah. people. I would. There. Yeah, I'd let her like rock me to sleep. Right. Like, yeah, there's so no baby. nuclear like, radiation. Baby. Dude. <laughs> yeah, nuclear radiation cannot penetrate her vagina. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i got one more clip for you then we'll get we'll get out of here thank you guys for listening by the way sorry i'm not able to respond in real time to the clips and everything i'm still working out some of the technological stuff and i hope everybody is having a good thanksgiving week and especially the native americans i know this is a uh <laughs> I, I i really look if we really be logical about all that you know i'm uh, I don't mean to be yeah. like, I'm and just hey, jo- I'm if any, any pilgrims out there, any Pil- pilgrims out yeah. there, happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Half my, uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck you, pilgrims is, is really yeah. what we're saying. I'm not taking any blankets from the pilgrims, but honestly, I don't think most people know the, I, I don't know if that I know the, 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 uh, Thanksgiving story. I know the Thanksgiving story we're told, but I just am happy that the Atlanta Braves still have the Braves name and that they work with the native American communities. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, makes doing, me happy. Doing the chop. They haven't changed their name, which Deion Sanders brought to Atlanta. I know. No, no one else. All right. So, so this is this was an interview that Pierce Morgan brought these two guys on to have a debate about Israel and Palestine. That's you know. So that's why we want to start with the Native American stuff, so we could just okay. lead into okay. this. Okay. And these guys just started talking about sex shops and dildos, and I put together like a little short montage of them. I love when it derails like this. It's my favorite part of. Uh, where's that thing go? I'm sorry. Um, yeah, there it is. Yes, yeah, Pierce Morgan, Israel versus. This Alex. man is being more slippery. He's being more slippery than the lubricants that he sells in his daughter's sex shop, and that's the reality <laughs> of the situation. Uh, pause it. So the guy, I don't even know who. So the guy on the left, the sex shop guy, yeah, he owns a sex shop in Israel. Which okay. apparently this other guy has visited or at least is familiar with. Yeah, no, this other guy's <laughs> making a name for himself as, as some. Oh my God, did we just have a guest show up here? I think we. Who who would have shown up? Oh my God, Mr. Trump. Yeah, forty-five. Mr. President. Uh, Brad, Ian, it's good to see. You. I was just watching Left Behind: Rise of the Antichrist on Amazon Prime. You were watching. What's, what's the star actor who started the Left Behind series? Who was in that? Uh, uh, that left, was uh, that was Kurt Cameron. Kurt Cameron, but this one is Kevin Sorbo. Oh Kevin wow. Sorbo, yes. Everybody loves Kevin Sorbo. You know, he was uh, he was Hercules. Yeah, is I liked his Hercules. It was a fun show. Uh, Mr. President, did you happen to hear that clip we just played? Uh, Ian, anybody, uh, Mr. President, if you got to drop out and you got to go. Uh, drop out is perfectly fine. No, you know. Uh, um, well, you know, I just saw that you guys were on, and I figured, you know, why not make it a party? I just, I'm so happy that you were able to hack in and get into the systems. Well, you know, we have skips, we have all kinds of things over here in Mar-a-Lago. Right. You know. Well, you know, it, it's yours. It's not something that you can be arrested for because of classification, right? 
Well, I mean, I was the president, the presidential documents act. That is what there was an image of Joe Biden burning something on his birthday, and it looked like he was conjuring the spirits of four dead ducks, is what it looked like to me. And that's what I was trying to pull up for you earlier. That that just reminded me, Mr. President, I want you to hear this again. This is two people brought on to Pierce Morgan show, who I know that you are familiar with, and they're talking about Israel and Palestine, and it devolves into dildo talk. Look at that. Look at the abs on that. This man is being more slippery. He's being more slippery than the lubricants that he sells in his daughter's sex shop. And that's the reality <laughs> of the situation. Did you really just say that? You know, you seem obsessed with Jewish sex. It's bizarre. Yesterday, you actually spoke about Ben Shapiro's wife. Yes, you I actually you, you yes, said yes, Ben Shapiro, yes, your wife's a carrot, well, you're more of a man. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes, All right. Then you said that Jews have BDSM. You're speaking about no, no, sexual lubricants while people are dying. You know, Muhammad, get your head out of the Jewish bedroom. It's really bizarre. Can we get it? Can we get it? Let me be clear. Sexual lubricants? How embarrassing. You sell dildos. Can we get it back? You sell dildos. Let's go back to the Let's go back to the issue. Let me ask a question. Why are you shaking? I've got a vibrator in your pocket. Come on. I think he's got one of his daughters' vibrators. Come on, leave him, please. He's got one of his daughters' vibrators in his pocket. Well, yeah, he's definitely trying to get a reaction. That's all this guy is doing. Um, well, he did. I mean, he well, you know what the what the what this what our Jewish friend here should should do is just just calmly say, "Why are you trying to get a reaction out of me?" You know, that's all you got to do. Just keep exposing. the I magic blame trick. Pierce Morgan for bringing oh, yeah. the owner oh, yeah, of, of a dildo shop. On, this is as the, right. Yeah, this is definitely a um, what's his name. Um, Morton Downey Jr. moment here. It's just you don't you don't have the guy representing a point of view on your show, who is a dildo sex shop owner because the other person is going to bring it up every time. Yeah. What do you think, Mr. President? Well, I'm gonna go out and say this: those are two of the furriest guys I've seen on television in a long time, very long time, very furry. Look how look how high up that guy's beard goes on his face on the left, almost to his scalp. Mm-hmm. He's got like a uh, uh, cheek beard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've never seen you in a beard, Mr. President. Have you ever had? You know, I, uh, I I wake up, Brad. I wake up at six o'clock in the morning. I have to go to bed at four a.m. Uh, the first thing I do is uh, I, I I get the hottest towel I can and I I just wrap my head in it. And then I go for a nice clean shave. Wow, it must be a wonderful life there. Do you, are, do you worry that if you are in prison, that you will won't be able to enjoy that? I mean, you've seen Goodfellas, right, Brad? Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen it. I imagine prison's gonna be a lot like that. Of course. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, making the Bolognese in the prison. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Of course, that's what it would be like for you, because you you'll be well, you might be in a state prison, right? I mean, no prison could hold me. Fulton County. I know. I, yeah. I appreciate Yeah. Yeah. So if you're, if you're in Fulton County, Brad and I will come and visit you every day. Every single day. I, I will get arrested and come stay in there. I've you're been right, there you, know, you know, I might, I might just get arrested just to prove a point, you know. I'm rubber that glue, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. President, did you see the video of, of Joe Biden? Telling the girl he liked her ears, they were bunny ears, but then asking her if she's, what are you, 17 years old? 
Yeah, Joe Biden's a pedophile, Brad. I don't know if you know that, but most of those people in Washington are. <laughs> they've all they've all been to Epstein's Island. They've all been diddling the children. You don't you don't accept a drink in Washington. You know, you don't you don't accept a drink in Washington because they'll take a photo of you and you're screwed. That's a very well, great. That's point. why I don't drink. You know, never had a drink in your life, huh? Never had a drink, never smoked a cigarette. Is that never true? Never done any types of drugs. Is that, is that true? Never anything ever. Never anything. You know, uh, people older than me that were way more successful, they gave me some good advice and I took it. <laughs> you got to respect your elders, Brad. That's what's wrong with the generation below you guys. They don't respect their elders. They don't respect themselves. They don't respect anything. Well, there's been some new well, studies. To be that, fair, yeah. we're their elders. Yeah, we're, we are. We're the so, elders. So, I mean, you know, I don't know how much respect Brad and I command from the, the young. These TikTok generations. Yeah, hey, generation. you, know, you know, guys, you give me respect. I give you mutual respect. That should be enough respect around for everyone in the world to respect you. You know, you two could walk across the DMZ with me in Korea, hand in hand, and we could meet little Kim Jong-un and write him some love letters, if you know what I mean. We could sit and write love letters with Kim Jong-un? That's what I do in some of my pastime. I get this big feather quill, I dip it in some very rare ink, and then I write letters to uh, Kim Jong-un. I, I would love to. That sounds like a very therapeutic experience. Yeah, you should bring some of them at its best, really. You should bring some of these letters on the show sometime and, and read them for us. Would Would you be willing to do that? that would be you know, uh, I'd have to. I, a lot of them are in Kim's hands, so I'll, I'll have to take some time to to think about all these handwritten love letters that I've written and uh, and uh, re rewrite them. So that you guys can uh, bask well, you've in got the a, glory. You've got a, a brilliant, I, you know, memory. I mean, you're right. You don't forget anything. So I mean, it's like a bear trap in. <laughs> Your handwriting's perfect, also. I've never seen. It's like typing. I've got very good penmanship. You know, people people don't even they don't even teach cursive anymore in the high schools. They Isn't don't, that crazy? Yeah. No, they just draw it's they draw emojis. Yeah, they draw emojis and sphincters on everything. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. Are you familiar with uh, Lauren Boebert, Mr. President? I've been wanting to get your opinion on um, Lauren Boebert, 36-year-old grandmother in Congress. No, Lauren Boebert, she's a, she's a good-looking woman there, isn't she? Yes, she is. Some say, yeah. That's it? I, I mean, what do, you, what do you want from me? She's I don't know. I don't want to get you in trouble with Melania. A lot of people try to cause a divide between you and Melania, and I yeah. don't want to be someone who does. Well, you know, you know, we're we're very secure in ourselves. We're very secure in our relationship. Yeah. Uh, Time Magazine couldn't bring us down, and neither could the Inquirer. I don't think this podcast is going to do it. We're not going to bring. No, it we're down. never. You know, no, Mr. Trump. So, are you? Do you have Thanksgiving plans with Melania? What, what do you guys usually do? Yeah. What are you guys doing? Oh, we're going to be having a, a very lavish Thanksgiving after we go and feed over 100,000 homeless people. Mm. <laughs> Where? Uh, in Florida and in, uh, and in New York City, because I'm going to have to yeah. go back up there, you know, to defend my, uh, my good name. What but you got to feed the homeless, you know. Yeah. you gotta, you got to volunteer your time. I hear you drop, like, turkeys. You just walk down New York City and you just drop turkey, turkey everywhere. To feed the homeless. 
That's right. The first thing I do when I wake up in New York City usually is open up my window, pop my head out, and look down to some crippled boy and go, you there! What day is today? And they say, you know what, Mr. Trump, it's Thanksgiving. You're and a huge I come down favorite holiday on the for escalator. you. Yeah. Now, my favorite movie is your Thanksgiving documentary about how you helped, you know, it inspired me to be better on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You know, we all could be better. It just takes work. Well, it Mr. Does. President, I appreciate you popping in. You know, I had another question, but but it slipped my mind because I was just envisioning you popping your head out like Scrooge McDuck, which Chris Christie likes to call you. Uh, he calls you Donald Duck. What do you think yeah. of that? Well, I mean, Donald Duck and Scrooge McDuck are two different characters. I know. <laughs> Chris They're Christie related. doesn't even know that. What a yeah. dumbass. Yeah, what a dumb idiot Chris Christie is. You're right, Mr. President. He's yeah. Idiot. You know, Chris Christie's probably uh, right now bathing in the... And some uh, type of intelligence. Oh, it probably is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he looks like uh, you saw that movie Dune, didn't you, Ian? Mm-hmm. He's the the Baron Harkonnen. As yeah, the guy, the guy who's taking the mud bath. That's yeah. what Chris Christie looks like. Yeah. It's a lot of mud. I yeah, agree. I heard they had to use over two tons of mud for Chris Christie to end up laying down in it. Yeah, it caused like an avalanche, I think, in Haiti because they still took the mud. Yeah, it's the butterfly effect, really. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, you would know. I mean, you're the nephew of a brilliant scientist who invented time travel. That's true. Well, you know, uh, I don't know if he necessarily invented time travel. He, uh, he was able to borrow a lot from Tesla, though. That's true. Did you see yeah. those files that he got from Tesla? So. Your uncle, Mr. President, just for listeners, was was given the files in Tesla's safe in his New York apartment. And when he died, like the FBI showed up and they gave all of his, uh, you know, stuff he's been working on to your uncle. So have you seen any of those? You know, you guys should come by sometime. I'll show you Project Looking Glass. We'll have a good old time. <laughs> That'd be great. I'd love to see that. <laughs> you know, they brought me into a room and uh, they showed me, they projected everything. That's what got me to run for president. Wow, really? That's amazing. That's and that's crazy. how you know you're going to win in 2024? Absolutely. We got them all. We got them all. Who's your VP pick? We need to know. You know, it's still up in the air, Brad. It could be you. It could be you, Ian. No. Whoa. Co-VPs? Wow. That would be amazing. That would be fun. Well, we, we get to live in the White House with you then, huh? Uh, I don't think the vice president lives in the White House. Oh. I thought they had to sleep in bunk beds. <laughs> yeah, I thought they got bunk beds. They all hung out in the White House. Together. Well, if we if, if you guys became co-vice president, how's that sound? We'll put bunk beds in the Lincoln bedroom. Great. Great. That would be super cool. Is it haunted? I heard it might be haunted. but I, it, It's haunted yeah. by Abraham Lincoln. Super cool. <laughs> you know, because that's, uh, that's where they took his body. Wow. Oh, okay. Really? And the ghost just stayed there. That's right. Hey, Mr. President, let me ask you one more question. Are you familiar with Napoleon's penis, the story of it? Is it anything like Epstein's egg-shaped penis? No. No, <laughs> no actually, it's not. But I know the deposition where Epstein's penis, he describes his penis as egg-shaped, which apparently is due to penis pumps. It makes your penis look like an egg. But Napoleon's penis was severed when he died because some 
minister or something. I don't know. If, I, don't, I don't think it was a priest, but it was like a, it was a church person ordered his penis to be severed out of spite. And then for the past few hundred years, that penis has been sold to three different families and is currently in New York City right now, owned by a family. I can't remember the name. And it is described as being a one-inch long leathery shoelace. Would you tie your shoes with Napoleon's penis? I mean, is that because they didn't, uh, um, uh, what, what is they it? They didn't uh, stuff it. They didn't stuff well, it. They yeah, didn't, they didn't no, get sent yeah. it to a taxidermist. Yeah, they should have really sent it to a taxidermist <laughs> if they wanted to preserve it for 200 years or whatever. Well, it, yeah. it, it, the last person who bought it only paid $3,000 for it. Meanwhile, I see in the news today that one of Napoleon's hats, somebody paid $2.1 million for it. Can you imagine? $2.1 million for the hat, and you well, can't give his penis away. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Our penises are all worth more to us than any of our hats would be. Right? And, and that is a magnificent-looking hat. Yeah. There's a lot of hats. He's got like 200 hats, so Napoleon. Right. He's only got and one it's dip. an iconic hat. Uh, it was it was really big on those hats. He had a thousand of the sure. same outfit. He's like that uh, woman he? in Seinfeld. Oh, oh yes, okay. Jerry sees all the same. She's got the same dresses, and yes, definitely. The story does clarify. Now I don't know if they're trying to smear Napoleon. I know they're doing this as a marketing campaign because the new Joaquin Phoenix movie. Mm -hmm. So Johnny Cash playing Napoleon. Joaquin. Joaquin. I'm Johnny gonna see it. I'll see it too. He's a great actor. He's yeah. weird. What do you think of that? Him. What do you think of that Joker sequel with that Lady Gaga? I, Lady Gaga. I watch it, dude. Joaquin Phoenix is a crazy ass actor. Yeah, I saw Lady Gaga in a pharmaceutical ad the other day. I saw her in a men's bathroom. Jeez. What's she doing? Uh, she doing ads for the vaccine? She's doing ads for something. She's got some kind of chronic thing, and she's on stage. Dude, you know who stage. I see? Like along with Lady Gaga, I see that fucking guy, Khalees or whatever his name is, who's dating. Uh, um, what's her name? The blonde singer. I don't, I, Taylor I Swift. Yeah, he is in every freaking vaccine. He might as well be. Mr. Pfizer. Yeah, carrying Fauci upside down uh, around. And, and Fauci, I'm going to suck your dick because you're doing the vaccine. I mean, every single commercial, he's Mr. Pfizer, which is what Aaron Rodgers called him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that Aaron Rodgers is a real, is a real gem. He's a real American American trophy. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. He, he turned down Napoleon's penis. He would have refused to buy it, and he bought his hat. You know, according to some uh, according to some news journalists, they say that he tore his ACL because he was unvaccinated. Yeah, I know, I did see that. So, like, that's like a Keith Oberman point. Like, it looks like they're really <laughs> following the science over there. Following yeah. the science, Mr. President. Well, you know, I, I'm really happy you joined us, at, and we're. I think we're gonna get out of here, Mr. President. Is there oh, you know, that's you just a real me? shame. I, I hate that you guys are wrapping it up so early. We'll do it what? again, though. We always yeah, love we'll to. do it again. Like I'm, I'm on here at least once a week, sir. Well, you know, you guys are some good boys, good American boys. They don't, <laughs> they don't raise real American boys anymore. Thank you. Thank you. You got to raise an American boy in a skirt these days. I don't wear. Yeah, yeah. we don't wear skirts. Yeah, and thank you uh, for calling me a boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I am a fifty-year-old boy. Yes. Uh, so. <laughs> so. Just well, you guys are a lot younger than I am. My no, my, my dream is to grow up and be like you. I do I do enjoy, Mr. President, that I you really introduce do. somebody on stage like Garland Fabrito, who's like five years younger than you, and you'll say, Here's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's a good word, boy. 
They're yeah. trying to they're trying to uh, whitewash the word boy, you know. Mm-mm. They're trying to make us all wear uh, crazy looking Jetsons outfits. We all wear the same thing. We all worship the same science. Yeah, science of Joe Biden. I, you know, I don't worship Dr. Fauci. Science. He eats bowls of cigarettes for breakfast every morning, Mr. President. He's five foot one. And right now he's working behind the scenes on the next pandemic. Do you agree or disagree? I mean, I absolutely agree. Uh, Fauci's a tiny little troll of a man. And, uh, you know, we're going to get him, too. We're going to get him all. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to persecute Fauci. Uh, let's just say that my buddy Rand Paul is uh, he's still after him like a little bulldog. I think we should clone Fauci and make Fauci force a vaccination on Fauci. Yeah, they should yeah. just inject a bunch of them into his head. Maybe he'll become like the leader from Marvel Comics. Yeah, definitely. He'll become a he'll become a woman, a lesbian. You know, I, I just have one one last thing I want to get your insight on. I, I heard today on Morning Joe that they're very concerned that you are going to imprison and execute everyone who did you wrong and if you don't oh, execute them right. you're going to you're going to deport them from the country yeah morning so time. is this really what your plan is because that's i mean well i mean that's ridiculous ian uh the plan's going to be tarring and feathering and dragging them through the streets okay that's more like that's what better. i thought that's it would be better. like okay and i'd like to throw you know morning joe into that who the oh morning joe's definitely getting tarred and feathered i'll tell you that's for sure <laughs> Like more like you know, what, well, like Cersei, what they did to Cersei in, uh, yes. in Game of Thrones, right? Of course, Morning Joe doesn't yeah, have We're going to get all like the that. Democrats and the rhinos. We're going to strip them from their clothes. And uh, they're going to have to walk from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue all the way down the street naked. <laughs> to, all the way to what? To the Lincoln Memorial? Right. And the Proud Boys should, you know, stand by. <laughs> stand back and stand by. <laughs> Is there anybody more emasculated uh, on, on television than Joe Scarborough with Mika Brzezinski, whose dad is a big globalist, and, and Joe, who's clearly compromised because it kind of looks like he might have uh, um, covered up the death of an intern who hit her head on his desk when he was the governor of Florida. Uh, he's innocent, obviously, but I'm just saying some people believe otherwise. Well, you know, uh, you know that Left Behind movie I was watching, they mentioned Davos and the World Economic Forum. And then I said, you know, I need to see what Brad Binkley's up to. <laughs> I'm glad I'm on your mind, Mr. President. I appreciate that. Yeah, I got Dim Bradaway said that there's a, an ongoing Twitch stream of AI Trump versus AI Biden. I haven't seen this. I, I think I'm going to check it out. Which one's winning? I don't know. You know I, I would a, suspect There's a YouTube you channel where the presidents rob banks on Grand Theft Auto. I love that. Uh, no, I love that, definitely. All right. Thank you, Mr. President, for joining us. Thank you, Ian. Hey, and so, you. Ian, Brad, I do have a question for you guys. When are you going to put on that fabulous live show in the suburbs? Hey, the, we'll uh, do it. The World Economic We're Forum working on it. Show. We're Mr. working President, on stuff, sir. You, people love when you appear on the show. They, they love you. you. You're so insightful. You're so, you're so strong. You're such an alpha and you, you wake people up. They want to see you join us, and I, I believe that if if they knew you were going to join us, that we could 
have a live show in the suburbs. Could we count on you out. to be there is what we're saying. Sir. Yes, exactly. I mean, you could, uh, at the very least, they'll always call in. You know, I got a busy, busy schedule. Very well, busy. Well, we're telling you, I think if you, if we knew that you would be there, then we think that we could fill the room up and, and have a good time, Mr. President. And you could spread the message of truth. And Well, and, I'll tell you this. If, if I can do a live press conference from that show to your audience, I'm yes, definitely in. 100% you can. Sure. Absolutely. I'd love to do that. <laughs> I'd love to do a live press conference. So you're in. We're going to do a live show. we got to pick a date then is what it sounds like. Listeners, would you guys come see a live show in the Georgia area? Suburbs, most likely, because I don't Because you can't do it in the city. They'll run you right out of there. <laughs> right, right. So we'll be doing an OTP, as, as Metro Atlantans say. Right, yeah, we'll go yeah, do it. We'll, we'll have fun. Outside and we'll talk the shit. perimeter. Yeah, we'll do OTP outside the perimeter, which is, which is where the Braves are now. Uh-huh. And, and, and we'll have fun, and President Trump will be there. Let, yeah, so maybe let we'll know. do it at a McDonald's. We'll do it at fucking McDonald's. Yeah, you'll buy you'll buy cheeseburgers for everybody. Everybody, right? everybody's gonna get a Big Mac. Absolutely, everybody <laughs> eats a Big Mac. <laughs> All right, thank you, Mr. All President. Right. Thank you, Ian. Thank, thank you. you guys in the chats. We will talk. Oh, look, we have frightened me. Frightened me says he'd go. Awesome. Hell yeah. All right, we'll talk to you guys next time. Have All neighbors right. feed and seed. Great. Check out neighbors feed and seed in Smyrna. Talk to you guys next time. Happy Happy Thanksgiving. If I don't talk yeah. to you before then. Have a fantastic rest of your evening. Happy Thanksgiving, America.